Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Oh yes it does, it looks so strange, looking over the ocean on a sunny day. But actually right now I'm just looking over, over what am I looking over? I'm looking over the filter of the microphone pop filter. That's what I'm looking over. It's a sunny day, but I'm inside, so not taking advantage of it. Although actually I am. Because it's not dark in here. I don't have any lights turned on, and it's light. So I'm taking advantage of the sunny day. You don't have to be outside to take advantage of the sun, do you? I guess that's what an inside dweller would say. Somebody like me who dwells inside as much as I do. I get outside occasionally. Welcome to this it's August 2016, and um, I've got somewhat of a streak going here, although I have been recording on my usual sporadic uh, schedule. It's not a schedule if it's sporadic, is it? I don't know. Uh, I could get out Webster's Dictionary and look up schedule and see. It's, uh, these are unscheduled, so no, there's no schedule. It's uh, somewhat random, I suppose depending on what you call random. But that would be a mathematical discussion, right? Uh, We could get into what what is random versus what is... uh, I mean, if a human being is involved in something, is it random? I don't know. Once again, just like with the schedule thing, I'm not going to answer that now. Not going to attempt to do that. What I was uh, going to say and what I will say now is... uh, I've got somewhat of a streak going because it's been a number of months now. I don't remember the number because I didn't look it up before I started here, but it's been a number of months in a row that I've been recording at least one podcast on a a number of months. I've recorded multiple podcasts. It was somewhat regular. For a while there, I was doing them weekly, but I don't get into that so much. The regularity thing, forcing myself to do things regularly, that hasn't been my thing for a while now, in spite of my training, my childhood and adulthood training that you need to force yourself to do things, right? Is that what you need to do? I don't need to do anything. It's up to me. And what you do is up to you. Thanks for listening, by the way, because if you're listening to this, if you're one of my three Point five loyal listeners, I do appreciate it because even though um, ostensibly I'm doing this because I feel like it and I'm doing it for myself, I guess I am. I is that why I'm doing this? I guess why? Why else? Uh, what? Why else would I do it? No, that's not true. Why else would I do it? Because uh, I must be doing this uh, for someone or something other than just my ego or myself. 
I, uh, I must. God, I question myself a lot, don't I? But that's fine. That's what I am. Um, my motivations. I mean, if this were totally for myself, it would just be recorded and saved in a file and encrypted and password protected and nobody would ever get to hear it. Get to. <laughs> like it's a privilege, right? Um, so I guess it's a combination of doing it for me and for you, my loyal listener. <laughs> well, whether or not anybody else listens to this, uh, let's let's get on with it, whatever it is. Today I'm doing something the same, only different. The the same part is uh, keeping in keeping with the spirit of the title, which is I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Just in case you didn't read uh, in your podcast, uh, viewing app of choice, that, that this is the title. That's the title of this thing. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. And for those of you living in a cave, or maybe not of a certain age, that is a lyric from a Beatles song. And I, like many other people of my age, and also many younger people, I'm a fan of the Beatles. It's not like a big proclamation or a big stretch and anybody who knows me for more than five minutes understands that they know that understands it (laughs) what does it take to understand what a fan is i guess you need some comprehension of language in this case specifically the english language so as you may have guessed or i don't know maybe maybe you think i'm reading this off of cue cards or uh or off of stone tablets, but uh, as you may have guessed, uh, this is the in keeping with the spirit of this thing. It's extemporaneous. <laughs> yeah, that's a word. It actually is. A word that I don't use very often because it sounds a little pretentious, don't you think? Whether you think it or not, that's what I thought at the moment that I said it. The moment that I said the word extemporaneous and also the moment that I expressed my opinion that it sounded uh, pretentious. So this part is totally, totally unplanned. Totally, except for the, the planned part is I, I planned on turning on the, the recorder and talking, right? So the somewhat slightly different thing, although I have um, looked at notes before, I just had five bullet points, just five things that I, again, randomly, did I randomly think of these things earlier earlier today when I was thinking, hey, I'd like to record a podcast today on a Sunday not be a total sloth and actually do something other than sitting on the chair and passively observing other people's creative output. I enjoy that too, and I'm going to continue doing that. I'll probably do that after I'm done with this, or at least after I'm done uploading this. I digress frequently. What I'm going to do now is somewhat different in that I just have five bullet items. These are just things I thought of earlier today thinking, hey, I'm going to have uh, some bullet points and I'm going to discuss those bullet points like a presentation, right? Like this is my job, like like it's as if this were my job and I'm giving a presentation. At this point, I've already talked for uh, seven minutes and 29, 30 seconds, seven minutes and 31, 32, seven minutes and 33 seconds and haven't gotten to my bullets. Let's get to them now. Oh, what I was going to say, and I started to say, is I have I have had prepared notes before, scattered all. In fact, I'm glancing at a page from before where I had a bunch of notes written down. But this is just, this is just what fits on a little yellow sticky. Five things, and I'm going to say them now. That's a different part. I'm going to let you know what my agenda is. 
And then I'm going to go over the five things and then I'll probably be done. Probably. So the five things are Zen. Weird. Pokemon. Door to door. And clicking noises. So let's begin. Topic number one. Zen. I wish I had some music for that. You'll see if I were more professional, I'd have little musical transitions every time I had a new topic, right? I mean, let me give that a try. So topic number one, Zen. Was that worth it? Was it? Was that worth it? Does that set me apart? Does that set me apart from myself? Does it? Zen. I keep thinking about it. Or not thinking about it, because that's one of the things about Zen as I go to sleep um, many nights now listening to, I've gotten a habit of listening to Alan Watts. He was a philosopher. He still is, but he's dead. So I guess, uh, you know, he is a philosopher. His philosophy still exists. And I can listen to it. I can read it. Initially, I read books by Ellen Watts that were recommended to me by a friend years ago, a co-worker. And now I've gotten into the habit of uh, going to sleep listening to them. And sometimes I wonder uh, how much of what I listen to, I, you know, I'll listen to a point and I can consciously remember when I wake up the next morning, what I was listening to, but then at some point I drift off before the end of the episode that I'm listening to. I'm listening on YouTube. What I wonder is how much we get, how much we absorb when we're sleeping. Because I, I know if I've read things about this years ago, but I don't know if it's true. Uh, people would, uh, well, I, this is the part that I know is true, is that people would listen to tapes in their sleep and learn and uh, listen to tapes in their sleep. That's the part I know is true because I've done that as well. But the part that I don't know if it's true or not is if it matters. Is our, is our mind still actually absorbing that information while we're sleeping? Or once our conscious mind shuts off, is that stuff just lost? Yeah. I happen to think that we are absorbing at least something because I've had times, there's been times when I've had dreams and um, this probably happened to you too. You're, to you too, not the band. I mean, you also. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, have you ever had a dream? Yes, you have. Okay, good. Good for you. So, have you ever specifically had a dream? Uh, you're watching television and you pass out, and then you have a dream that's related to something on TV because you and you know that because you're in your dream. There's a tornado and and a witch goes flying by and Dorothy's there and Toto. And, and the scarecrow and, and they're all and you're there and you were there and then you wake up and you see that the Wizard of Oz is playing right or a weather report <laughs> so I happen to think that we do have at least you know so that's at least some that's evidence that we are, are at least some information that is out there in the external world is being picked up by our subconscious mind while we're asleep that's some evidence. So what brings me back to this is the Zen part is I've been listening to Alan Watts and at least, you know, I'm remembering some of it when I'm awake and maybe I'm even absorbing some of it when I'm, I'm asleep. When I started to say I'm thinking a lot about Zen, 
there's also a part that uh, involves not thinking. At least that's part of what Ellen Watts says and what uh, Buddha said, I guess, or the Buddha. There are a number of Buddhas, but there was like a Buddha, Siddhartha, way back when. One of the one of the ideas is that you. In fact, I even saw this on on a, a little uh, tag for my in my tea. I got some tea recently. That's that's Buddha from it's Buddha tea. Yeah, I did that, folks. Went to this nice little shop with some friendly people, and nice friendly people who have a bunch of um, nice friendly products. And one of the products is tea. That's from a tea called Buddha Tea Company, or just Buddha Company Tea, or it's Buddha Tea Company. Let's just say that. I just did say that. So much like Snapple, who, um, as I recall, although I haven't looked inside of a Snapple cap in a while, so I don't know if they still do this, but you open the cap of Snapple and you look underneath and it, it has a little saying there. It has some words. Well, this tea also on the little tag on the tea bag has words and then they're words, either Buddhist words or words from Buddha or words just, just in the spirit of Buddha and Zen. And one of them said something to the effect of, uh, you, you don't think about being, you, being is not a thought, it's a feeling. Something to that effect. But the main point is, is that if you're thinking too hard about being and being in the moment, then you're, it's not really the same as just being in the moment. So that's one thought. There's many thoughts. But the main thought is, or the main point I'm making is, Zen. Yes, I think I've mentioned it. In fact, I know I've mentioned it on other podcasts that that's just been something I've been really focusing on. In fact, even right now, as one of the one of the goals as I'm doing this, and the reason I'm I, I, I tend to not have notes, and I, I want to, I just want to, just want to this. In fact, even when I started this podcast, it was just utterances, noises, laughter, just just letting go. Not really giving a shit, you know? There's all these balancing acts and paradoxes and, and the yin and yang of it. It's like not giving a shit, yet caring. Um, you know, letting go, but uh, still being in control. I mean, there, there's a lot of that going on. But the main thing is just to flow, just to be. Just to be? As if that's insignificant? Is that insignificant? No. The next topic is weird. Yeah, so once again, is that music really necessary? Is anything necessary? I'm just going to, I'm trying it going with the flow, thinking, hey, I'm doing transitions in this podcast. So there you go. I also have another recording for this, though, is something that I recorded at uh, around 5.30 in the morning this morning when I woke up, as usual, in the middle of the night or morning to go pee. Uh, but before I went back to bed, I recorded this. Sometimes I get this feeling, it's just weird to be, just to be, to be conscious, to be alive. It's just weird. Normal is abnormal. It's just weird. Right now it's in the middle of the night. Morning, actually. It's 5.30 in the morning. 
documents and staying awake. I just got up to go pee. And I just got this feeling. That's weird to be. I apologize for the low volume on that. I should have checked the levels ahead of time. Hopefully you heard it. Uh, maybe, can I mess with this? No, you know what? I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to assume you heard it. And if not, here's the gist of it. It was just one of those feelings that I, I know I can't exactly transfer a feeling by words, but we're, we're, we're at least trying to all the time, right? Why else would we communicate with each other? We're communicating our, our thoughts, our feelings. Um, and it was just this weird weirdness. The weirdness is that I sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, oh yeah, I'm waking up and I'm going to the bathroom and I'm going back to bed, or I look around try not to trip over something and and go back to bed. But this it was just that feeling of God, this is weird. Just being alive, it's weird. Just consciousness, and I mean, and, and I even heard, and then just coincidentally, or was it coincidentally, I I. The podcast that I, uh, not podcast, another uh, bit of Alan Watts talking that I just chose to listen to later in the day was, he, he was talking about that, you know, after, after I decided to wake up. I did not wake up at 5.30. It's Sunday. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I might be a fisherman or somebody else who might want to wake up that early, but I didn't. I went back to bed after I recorded that faint recording you just heard, but Point being, I listened to uh, Alan Watts talking about uh, existence and, and just the weirdness of it. Oh, in fact, no, it wasn't a coincidence because I actually specifically looked for it to see if he had any words to say about that. And he basically just said the same thing. Anybody who has this feeling that normalcy or consciousness or existence or being alive is just like, oh, well, that's boring. Or, you know, philosophy, that's boring. You know, life is just mundane, mundane, boring. It's boring. Sipping water, sipping water is boring. Have I ever told you how much I despise the word boring? We are alive. Do you know what the odds are? I mean, they're incalculable. Actually, if, if, you, if you really get into the math of it, you know, like what, uh, let's just assume that our understanding of the laws of physics uh, means something and that your existence here on the planet had something to do with the fact that your mother and father met and then they had sex on a certain day and there was a certain sperm and egg combination that came together to make you let's assume that that's how your being your unique being happened and that's the only way it could have happened that if any other sperm would have hit that egg then somebody else would have been born a different consciousness would have been born if if that is the way things work then the chances of you being born, because then it's not just about them, it's about their parents, each one of their, and, and it just goes exponentially out from there, because then their parents had to do that, that same combination of things that I just mentioned, their parents and their parents, going back all the generations, going back millions and then billions of years, all of the things that had to go from, again, if our understanding of physics is anything near what reality is like, going back from the Big Bang all the way to, boom, the moment of your conception, the odds of you being born basically close to zero. I mean, it's a number so damn small that it's it's basically zero. And yet, you are here. And so am I. And so are billions of other people. And yet, 
so often we focus on, oh, things are boring, or I'm not doing what I like to do, or, or the world sucks, or yeah, okay, great, yeah, great, fine, there are bad things in the world, but you know what? Do something about it. It may not always be easy, but you know what? If you don't like where your life is at, do something about it. That's, I kind of, oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm starting to get preachy, but I'm talking to myself, okay? Is it still preachy if I'm talking to myself? It's a reminder that, yeah, life is weird. And life, life existence is an amazing thing. Just the fact that we are here in the first place and, and to just keep that in mind or not in mind. Maybe that's getting back to the Zen thing, right? Just to <sighs> breathe. I'm breathing and I'm feeling and I'm being and it's just, it's an amazing thing. It is. It's, and and this may or may not affect you in the moment or have any, or maybe you've had all these, you're saying, yeah, yeah, I get all that. I understand that I got me good. Good for you then. It's great. Maybe you don't think about things on that level. Maybe you don't have to, whatever your beliefs or your faith or whatever is you get your strength or your appreciation for life or your gratitude. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's all up to us individually, right? Which is why I kind of, I guard against myself getting preachy on this, but it was just this feeling of, of waking up and just going, whoa, I'm here. And this is just weird. It's just, it's just weird. And the underlying thought that I'm thinking now and the feeling is it's just the gratitude of, wow, this is, this is amazing. Even just looking around this room, just that, at just that a room. I'm in a, I'm just in a bedroom. And just the fact that I'm able to see this stuff and be animated and live is just, it's just an, an amazing thing. And a bit weird. Did I mention weird? Next topic, Pokemon. Now, I'm pretty sure I talked about this again. I just forget. I forget if it's if I've talked about stuff with with my kids or just thought about it and didn't actually record it. But Pokemon, specifically Pokemon Go. Now, it became this huge thing a month or so ago when, when this game was released and it just became a, a, a huge viral thing, right? And uh, and it and it still is. I mean, the it, the the hype about it has died down. And and, and I read some statistics that they've they've gone from. Uh, one article I read said it, they went from uh, forty five million uh, daily players, uh, unique daily players, to thirty million unique daily players. It's like, oh my god, look look how far down they fell. But but the thing is, it's it's leveled off. It it just went climbed amazingly like within the first week it was 20 million and it just spiked up to 40 million and then it and then it tailed off and it leveled and now it's like staying straight at 30 million so the point is that's a lot of people that's a lot of people involved in it um and but what's my bigger point was there a bigger point oh it's i'm I'm kind of been coming and going uh from playing it and and part of it is uh, you know, just like with anything, I'm, I'm not really the kind of person who tends to do things on a regular basis over and over and over again. I'll do things for a while and then I'll stop and I'll do something else and I'll come back. Uh, that's how most of us humans are, right? 
only have so much energy for things. And there might be some things that you do on a, that you do on a daily basis. Uh, I mean, other than bodily functions, but for me, I just, I don't know, kind of go, I'm just, I'm done with this. It's not even a conscious thought so much as I'm going, Oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember that thing. I think I'll get back to doing it. So Pokemon, but, but there was a bigger point about Pokemon go is, is owning it. That's the point I want to make, because this is not about Pokemon Go. This is about owning it, whatever it is. I found myself wandering around my neighborhood here and taking a walk around this, uh, the university that's next door, because they got a lot of Poke stops where you can pick up goodies, you can pick up Pokeballs and other assorted items that you need in order to play the game. And you can't just sit at home and play this game. Well, you you can for a while, but but mainly you've got to get out and walk around, which is to me, it's been a benefit. I've been, I've walked a lot of miles because of this game. So that's been an, an upside. And anybody who's been at least reading some of the news, some of the positive news about Pokemon Go saw that that's a positive side effect of the game. And I can tell you that I'm one of those people that my behavior has been altered somewhat, you know, initially a lot and then it trailed off and now I'm back to doing it again. But, but let me get back to the point about owning it. I found myself, if I was walking out in the neighborhood and then some people coming towards me, um, I would either, you know, hold my phone down or or I, I would just not want them to know that I was doing it. I would not, I would want not, I was hiding the fact or trying to hide the fact that I'm a grown man playing Pokemon Go. And then it occurred to me, wait a second. Either do it or don't do it. Isn't it a Yoda thing like about trying? There is no try. Do or do not. There is no try. It's along those lines. Because I'm thinking, if it's something that I enjoy doing, I don't want it to be a guilty pleasure. This is just a me thing. Again, not preaching. A me thing is either do it and be proud of it, or at least not hiding it. I don't have to be proud. Like, look at me, I'm playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) But just do it or don't do it. If I'm doing something, I'm out in public, I'm playing Pokemon Go. First of all, other people probably aren't watching me or giving a shit. That's the biggest point. But even if they are, and if somebody were to look at me and see that I'm doing it and pass judgment and look down their nose and, oh my God, that's my worst case scenario. Somebody is looking down their nose at me because I'm playing Pokemon Go. So what? Right? Whether somebody looks at me and says, hey, cool, Pokemon Go, I play that too. Or whether somebody looks at me and goes, oh, you suck, you are an idiot because you play it. Either In either event, it doesn't matter. What matters is I don't want to hide it. I don't want to be ashamed of what I do. I'm going to own it. So I'm, I'm looking at that as being like a, uh, and I'm feeling that way now. Now when, I, now when I'm walking out and about uh, playing it, I'm just doing it. I'm, I'm into my... I'm into my thing and I'm playing it and I'm, I'm not doing one of those stupid things like I'm not walking in front of cars or falling off of cliffs or those stupid stories you heard about people who, it's like, that's just sensationalism and uh, I'm not going to talk anymore about that because that's just, that's just silliness. The, the, main, the main thing is you can do silly things, stupid things, be distracted by a hamburger while you're driving in your car. So, you know, it doesn't, it, it's not Pokemon Go's fault if people are walking off of cliffs. It's, it's. That's just people not being intelligent, not paying attention. The focus that I want to say, and I think I've made the point, is I'm owning it. 
and it extends beyond Pokemon Go, whatever it is. If it's something that I want to do, uh, and it's something that's appropriate for doing in public, <laughs> like for instance, you know, I'm not going to just like pull down my pants and start whacking off at Ralph's again. Okay, so I learned my lesson. The main point is, if it's something I'm going to do, and that's appropriate to do in public, I'm going to own it. Next topic, door to door. Door to door. It doesn't happen that much anymore. I mean, I, people still do go door to door. It used to be a bigger thing, as I recall, when I was younger. In fact, when I was younger, I had to go, had to. I, I played Pop Warner football, and they would force us to sell raffle tickets or whatever other kind of thing to for fundraising or car wash tickets. Or just, oh, I hated it. I hated it. Knocking on strangers' doors and asking them, oh, God. And see, and there's, this, there's this fallacy that somehow things will, we were all friendlier back in the good old days. That's bullshit. I remember my, the door getting slammed in my face over and over again. Now I'm also, now I'm that guy. I'm the guy slamming the door. I didn't, oh, not really slamming the door, but let, let me say a specific recent example that made me feel bad about myself. But let me tell you, here's what happened. Normally, when my doorbell rings, I don't answer it, unless I'm expecting someone. If I've ordered something from Amazon, or I've ordered a pizza, or if the manager has asked for permission to come into my apartment for something, to repair something, or you know, just to, there's some need for management to come into my apartment, that's their right to do it. But even with them, they don't just have the right to come into my apartment unless they've asked for my permission. That's per our agreement, that's our protocol. So here's the biggest point. When the doorbell rings, I am not obligated to answer it. It's my apartment. I don't have to answer the door. I don't. And I, that's just a me thing, maybe. If, but, uh, but it's true. I'm not obligated to answer the door. And especially um, when this particular thing happened the other day, it was in the middle of the day. And, now, and if I were a normal nine to five working person, I say normal, if I were a person who still like the vast majority of people was commuting to work, I wouldn't have been home. So it wouldn't have even been a conscious decision about answering the door. I would have been away from home, the doorbell would have rang to an empty apartment. Right? So I don't have to answer the door. There's nothing, there's, there's no need for anybody on the other side of the door to expect that I would answer the door. So that's premise number one. But in this case now, I was caught a little off guard. I did answer the door, and here's why. Because in this particular day, while the apartment manager did not ask permission to go into my apartment or everybody's apartment, there was a blanket email and notices taped on the door that water would be off from 6.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. because they were doing some emergency uh, fire equipment repairs. And they specifically said, though, specifically said, we will not need to enter your property. Okay, with that said, though, on that day, middle of the day, noon-ish, whatever it was, I just know that it was during like normal working hours because I was working. I was on my workstation on my laptop at home. The doorbell rang. Now, normally, 
doorbell rings. I'm not expecting anybody. Like I said, I would not answer it. But in this case, I answered it because I thought, well, even though they said they wouldn't have to come into my apartment, maybe on this, there's the off chance. Maybe they, they needed to check on something and maybe this has something to do with those emergency repairs. So I went, threw on a shirt. I'm just wearing my boxers. I'm shirtless, wearing my boxers, working. That's my normal work attire. In fact, that's what I'm wearing right now. Sorry for the visual, but hey, if you don't know me, if you haven't seen me, just picture me being this masculine, well-built, just oiled body, six-pack abs. Just picture that. Just picture that. It's not the way I look, but oh shit, I've spoiled it. Anyway, but picture that. So I don't have to apologize for the visual, because if you really knew what I looked like, oh my god, this is why I threw on a shirt before I answered the door. But I did not take time to throw on pants. That's not the point. I'm not exposing anything. The point is, I threw on a shirt as I was walking down the stairs, answered the door. It's not anything to do with the water emergency. It's a young woman, teens maybe, early 20s. She says, vote for me. Sticks her hand through the open door, trying to hand me something. Piece of paper, card, whatever it is. Vote for me. And I just, I don't, I'm, I'm just going, uh, what? Vote for, vote for, what are you, what? What are you running for? She, and she says, boys versus girls. I went, no, 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 thank you. And as I went to close the door and she, not, not on her arm, she pulled her arm back and went, oh, oh, okay. And as I closed the door and then I locked the door and I went back upstairs. No, I just told this story to my son, Jordan, and. He was laughing, going, oh my God, it's like, that's not what you would expect. You would expect that the person, you know, me being the old man answering the door would at least say, oh no, thank you, young lady. Or, you know, all of a sudden I get this old man voice. No, thank you, young lady. I'm not uh, interested or something. But just to go no and close the door, you know, it made him laugh. He pictured it as a scene in a sitcom or something that's not, you know, that would be something funny. You, you wouldn't expect somebody to do that. But okay, but now let me get back to what my feeling was at the time, shortly thereafter, and my feelings in the few days since then, because this just happened a few days ago. I thought, you know, I could have handled that better. Even though she's invading on my space and door to door salesmen, just like telemarketers on the phone, are annoying. It's not something that I have that they have to do. They could find some other way, I guess. But but that's beside the point. It's her choice to do that. Okay, fine. Um, I chose to answer the door. I have two choices: either don't answer the door or answer it. As I've already made blatantly clear, my choice is don't answer the door, and I will continue to do that or not do that. I will continue to not answer the door for the vast majority of times. So there, there, problem solved. Anybody on the other end, if uh, if, you know, they knock and I don't answer, fine. I'm, at least that way I'm not being rude. Unless they consider, oh, I hear noise in there and the person's not answering, that's rude. Well, then that's your problem. <laughs> but if I choose to answer the door, I'm thinking maybe I could have been, oh, I could have just looked her in the eye and been a little more honest. Like I could have said something like, uh, and I've replayed this in my head. Could have said something like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, the only reason I answered the door is because I thought you maybe were the manager and this had something to do with the emergency water thing. But seriously, I, I don't really like people coming to my door and I'm not interested. So sorry about that. Good luck elsewhere. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's any more polite than just saying no and closing the door, but at least I would have engaged with her or maybe, maybe I could have said something else. I don't know. And 
I was caught off guard. And I, I regret not being polite to her, even though seriously, again, I got to backtrack here and say, on the other hand, fuck her. She's bothering me. I'm working. And like I said, normally, I wouldn't even, you know, if I were commuting like I had done for years, I wouldn't have even been home. She's bothering me. I'm working. She's interrupting my work. I've come downstairs. I've thrown on a shirt. Not that that's a big deal, but she's she's invading my space. She's sticking her arm through my door. And it's like, I, you know, I don't, I'm not interested. So on the other end of the spectrum, maybe I could have said, hey, fuck you, bitch. What are you doing going door to door? You're not allowed to do that. Do you know that that's not allowed in these apartments? Which, by the way, I'm not making that up. It's not. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. That's that's not in my nature. I, okay, maybe. Maybe there have been instances where I've told people to fuck themselves. But it's just some, you know, young person who's been sent out for whatever reason by, you know, because she's whatever her motivation is for doing this. Uh, desperation or just she maybe it's for cheerleading or something. But see, that's the thing. When I asked her, well, what are you running for? She goes, boys versus girls. You know, whatever kind of sales technique this is, I, I, here's what I doubt. I doubt that she was running for city council. Because if she had been running for city council, she would have said, I'm running for city council. And she also wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have just thrust her door in, in the, uh, and said, vote for me. I, this just went, boys versus girls. What is, in fact, it, as I'm reviewing this, it's, that's even why I ask. Why did the question occur to me to say, well, what for? Because you know what? She, if she had said to me, well, I'm running for school board or city council or something like that, then you know what? I most likely would have taken her car and said, hey, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Good luck in your endeavors. Because that's somebody who's out there fighting the good fight and being an activist and doing something that, that I don't do. I'm not an activist. I, I care about things, but I don't care enough to get out there and, and pick it or, or run for office or, or you know, I, I, I vote and I, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I also do my share just by paying my taxes, right? There's that. There's the old, that's that thing. But if she had said to me, if she had said, I'm running for city council or school board or any of those things, I, I would have taken her more seriously. But the fact that she said, uh, boys versus girls. Then it, now it's it's a sales technique. No, I didn't think all that in a split moment, but that's probably what it was going through my mind quickly, my subconscious mind. It's like well, I'm not interested. Now you're just a robocaller. Now you're just something because you know, and I know you're the victim of that. One of these days, technology hopefully will solve that problem. But come on, man, leave me alone. With all of that said, look, I'm justifying rationalizing my rude behavior, I would still rather be nice. You know, I would I would rather be nice. Even when I'm annoyed with things, it would still my my preferable behavior would be to be nice. And speaking of being annoyed by things, my last topic is clicking noises. Clicking noises, yes, after my so necessary musical transition. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to get better at that, actually, so I'm going to keep playing with that. Uh, by the way, that, that is a little clip of the opening of, uh, of one of my songs. This song never changes. That's my little somewhat uh, 
pluckety, somewhat pluckety. It's pluckety. And I don't know. I I don't play lead guitar. I play rhythm guitar, and then sometimes I do a little bit of, do a little bit of finger picking. But that was picky picking, picking with the pick. Just just uh, if you play guitar, uh, the point I'm making is that that wasn't just like using multiple fingers. It's just using a pick and and going back and forth as fast as I can. And it's kind of as close as I come to doing lead. It's not really lead. Uh, but I digress again frequently. That was uh, from Song Never Changes. And uh, I'll work on that skill because maybe I could actually do some smoother musical transitions, but I'll listen to it later. Maybe when I listen to this before I upload it, I'll find out that those musical transitions were fine. It's just something to try. But the last topic is clicking noises. So in a related story to the door-to-door thing, I have, and I kind of can't remember what the name of it is, Meso... uh, I don't know. I'm annoyed by noises. There and, and and it's not that I'm alone. I know a lot of people are annoyed by noises, but my kids aren't aren't annoyed by noises as much as I am. So I know it's not everybody who's annoyed by them. But certain noises, like uh, well, like this one. The what brought this up is um, my son was uh, typing earlier today on his computer, and uh, and there's just the, the clicking noise, the clicking noise of keyboards. That's one of many noises that annoys me. And I, in fact, there, do you hear that? That was my knuckles cracking. Now, if that were somebody else's knuckles cracking, that would annoy me. Uh, but they're mine. There, one, one at a time. How about that? But that's a stress reliever. A lot of times what I do is when I hear noises that annoy me, I'm, in fact, I'm doing it now, just, just the thought of it. I, I have to crack my knuckles, crack my neck, crack my back, just anything to stretch my sternum, just anything to relieve the tension because it just annoys me. And no matter how much I've tried, I don't know, am I trying too hard, not trying hard enough? I don't know. I've tried to ignore those noises. I've tried to go all zen, circling back to the first topic on this agenda. I try to just treat those noises like they're birds chirping or just something, just try to turn them into, oh, it's white noise. It, it just, I, it, it doesn't work. I, it just annoys me. So I have to drown that stuff out. And it, the reason I was hearing and focusing on uh, and, and focusing enough on his clicking noises to want to talk about this now is because I had I was just going through my Facebook feed or something, and I had I had been watching something on TV. When I'm watching something on TV, the noise of the TV is loud enough to generally push the clicking noises into the background where it's not annoying. But the room was quiet, other than for the clicking noises. It just annoyed the shit out of me. So I'm trying. I'm thinking, is there some way? Is there some therapy? Is there something I can do to stop me from being annoyed by people smacking their gum or making other assorted noises when they're eating or slurping their soup? Is there something that I can do so that I'm not annoyed by that? I don't know, man, because I've tried. Do I need to try harder? There's only so many things you can do, so much time in the day, so much effort, so many self-help programs you can go through. At some point, it says, you know what my solution is? Put on the headphones, play some noise, play some music, play the podcast, play whatever it takes to drown out that noise. Here's what I don't do. And so here's the part that, uh, unlike uh, the door-to-door thing where I, I expressed my annoyance at this person, by not being as polite as I could have been. What I don't do is I don't go, God, could you stop with the fucking noise? I don't do that. And I don't, and I, I also 
try not to do the passive aggressive thing. Although sometimes maybe when I, when I crack my knuckles in response to the uh, noise that annoys me, maybe that's a passive aggressive thing. Maybe it'd be more honest for me to go, you know, that, that, that noise is bothering me. But the reason I don't do that is because I don't want him to leave the room. I, I like spending time in the room with, with my kids. I mean, you know, whether it's my son or my daughter and they're typing away next to me and, and it's an, it's annoying me. I don't, I don't want them to leave the room. I like to hang out with them. And, you know, and it wasn't all about the clicking noises. Most of the time, the, uh, a number of hours that we spent in the room together today, we were enjoying each other's company. We're talking and laughing and watching videos together and uh, watching some anime that he likes and some that he doesn't like because we like to watch good and bad things. Sometimes it's fun to watch bad things, right? To make fun of it. But the point being, it's like the the annoying noises are just a small, small fraction of time in the day, whether it's gen- being generated by one of my kids or a, or a neighbor's barking dog or a, or a screaming kid or anything. <laughs> the list goes on, folks. Those kind of noises that annoy me. I don't go stand on the balcony and scream at the top of my lungs to tell people to shut up or get off my lawn. I just, I'd, I'd rather find a way that just involves me being able to drown it out. So what was my point here? I guess I guess I wanted to bring it up uh, because I I, th- I don't know, is it, maybe is there something more I can do to try to get past it, to try to I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it, maybe it really is cuz there uh, there is a word for it. You could google it or I could, but I don't feel like it right now. But maybe it really is some something in my DNA. Maybe. Maybe there's nothing I can do about it. But there is, because there's always earbuds. And that solves all, doesn't it? Earbuds solve all. Is that my bottom line? I wish I had something more profound to say. But uh, there, I went through my agenda. And it's been 45 minutes and change. 45 minutes and 56, 57. So I think I'll close on that. In fact, I know I'll close on that. And I'll go to uh, the what's normally my opening closing song. And this is On a Sunny Day. Also another one of my originals. Because why not? That way I don't have to pay royalties, right? I know the guy that wrote this. And also the guy that's singing and playing guitar. Not so much bragging as just stating a fact. No royalties. Goodbye. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day. I'd like to stay here forever, it would be okay.